You may be seated. Especially in today's climate, I think a lot of us are interested in the genuine article, the real deal, what's real. It seems if you put the word real in front of anything, it sells more. Real coffee, <laughs> real leather. There was a TV show that used to be on that called Real People. Uh, books, uh, one book in particular, Real Men Don't Eat Quiche. Coke used to be the real thing. We're interested in the genuine article, the real deal, the real thing. I want to talk to you today about what James has to say about how to have real faith. In this passage, James talks about the difference between real and counterfeit Christians, authentic believers and fake believers. He talks about how you have real faith. Now, this, this is most likely the most controversial and misunderstood passage in the book of James. Every cult misunderstands it, and they try to use it, this passage, to prove that you have to work your way to get to heaven. It's important that you get what I'm talking about this morning so that when those guys come to your door, you'll know what to say to them. The entire New Testament teaches us that we are saved by faith alone. By grace, through faith, we are saved. Saved. James comes along and says it's not just faith, but faith and works. And so what's he talking about? We've got two different guys. We've got James and we have Paul. They're both right, and they're both talking about different things. Paul was fighting the problem of legalism. The problem of, I've got to keep all the Jewish laws and regulations to be a Christian. So Paul's talking to that group. James is not fighting legalism, but he's fighting laxity. Those that say, it doesn't matter what you do as long as you believe. They're fighting two different enemies, but, but they both use the word works in different ways. When Paul uses the word works, he's He's talking about Jewish laws like circumcision and, and things like that. When James uses it, he's talking about the lifestyle of a Christian, acts of love. It's totally different. Paul, he's focusing on the root of salvation, what happens to me internally, inside. James focuses on the fruit of salvation, what happens on the outside. Jesus said, by their fruits, you will know them. Paul's talking about how to know you're a Christian. James is talking about how to show you're a Christian. Paul's talking about his passages on faith alone, how to become a believer. James talks about how to behave like a believer. They're not contradicting each other. It's summed up in Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 10. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. There's three prepositions in this passage. By grace, through faith, for good works. If you get those out of order, you're in trouble. If you think you're saved by works for faith, you're in trouble. But he's saying we're saved by grace through faith. We, we're saved just by accepting God's gift of grace. 
but how do I how do I show that I'm a believer? How do I have real faith? Well, I want to share with you what real faith is not. Real faith is not just something you say. Real faith is not just something you say, something you talk about. He says in verse 14, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? It doesn't say this person actually has faith. They just claim to have it. They just talk about it. They, they know all the right phrases. There are a lot of people who claim to be Christians. Today, we tend to label people as a Christian if they make the slightest sound of being a believer. But it's more than just talk that's involved in real faith. Jesus said, not everybody who says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter the kingdom of heaven. That's not a scary passage. That's not a convicting passage. Make you want to just, whoo. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter the kingdom of heaven. Not everybody with a Christian bumper sticker is a believer. Sometimes you can tell by the way they drive. Not everybody who is a professor of Christianity is a possessor of Christianity. Can such faith save him? What value is this kind of faith? Nothing, because talk is cheap. James is saying that real faith is not just something you say. Do you know anybody that claims to be a Christian, but you don't see any evidence in their life? That's a phony faith. Real faith is not just something you say. Real faith is also not just something you feel. Faith is more than just emotions. A lot of people confuse emotions and sentiment with faith. You can be emotionally moved and then never act on it. You can go to, you can go to church and get a quiver in your liver and get goosebumps and, oh, I just, woo, man, that music, man, was so fantastic. Oh, that preacher, man, he can preach. Have mercy. Woo! And then you leave. So what? Never makes a difference. Then he gives, James gives this illustration. He says, suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? What good is it? There's a, a Peanuts cartoon um, I realize a lot of you may not realize what Peanuts cartoon is, but it's Charlie Brown, Linus, Snoopy, all that jazz. What they call newspapers. I don't know if you know. Charlie Brown and Linus are, um, they're inside all bundled up, and Snoopy's out in the cold. He's shivering in front of an empty dog uh, food bowl. And, you know, Charlie and Linus, they're in there, they're having a discussion about how sad it is that Snoopy's, you know, out there hungry and cold, and so they... They go say, he's cold and hungry. We ought to do something about it. So they walk outside, and they go to Snoopy, and they say, be of good cheer, Snoopy. <laughs> you know where Charles Schultz, the creator of Peanuts, got that idea? It's from this verse. What good is it if we see someone in need, and you say, I feel for you, but we don't do anything? James is saying it's more than just words. It's more than just feelings. Listen, if after church, you know, you're getting, you're getting out here, y'all spend about 30 minutes out there, and then you go into the parking lot, and you open your door, and you close it, and you jam about eight fingers, and you got blood on your fingers, and I go to you, I really feel for you. 
but I don't offer you help. Real faith is more than just sympathy and feelings and emotion. You do something about it. You, you act on it. Real faith takes the initiative. A real believer has real faith, and it is practical. It gets involved with people. When you become a part of God's family, you then have family responsibilities. A real believer will care about other believers. 1 John 3 says this, If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in that person? Real faith is generous and it wants to give. Let me ask you a question. Who can count on you in a crisis? How many Christians have the freedom to call you up in the middle of the night if they are in an emergency? Not just talking the talk, not just feeling for people. 1 John 3 says that one of the proofs of salvation is that we love other Christians. Do you have fellowship with believers? Real faith wants to be around other believers. You love them. It's no, it, is, it is known we are Christians by our love. Here's the thing. We're a lot better at verbalizing our faith than practicing it. I can't meet everybody's me needs, but I can meet somebody's needs. Even Jesus couldn't meet everybody's needs. James is saying that if my faith doesn't lead me to share with others, it's wrong. Verse 17, in the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, it is dead. If I don't like helping other Christians, I don't have a sick faith, I have a dead faith. James is laying it on the line. He says, do you want real faith? It's more than just something you say, it's more than just something you feel, and real faith is not just something you think. It's not just something you think. For some people, faith is an intellectual trip, a matter to be studied and debated and talked over and discussed. And that's fine. That's all fine and well. But James, and James imagines this intellectual objector. He says, verse 18, someone will say, you have faith and I have deeds. He's imagining some intellectual guy who says, you're into faith, I'm into works. That's cool. Different strokes for different folks. Let's debate it. You've got your thing and I got mine. To each his own way. Stimulate me mentally, but don't ask me to make any commitment. Then he goes on to say, show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. I want to focus on the word show me. Because I think real faith is visible. You can see it. It's apparent. If you claim to be a Christian, people will be able to see it. It's visible. If you claim to be a Christian, I have a right to ask you to prove it by looking at your lifestyle. Somebody said faith is like calories. You can't see them, but you sure can see the results. You can't see faith but you can see the results. James is saying, you, you say you're a Christian, well, prove it. Let me see your actions back up your words. 
Listen, if I say, you know, I believe health is very important. Personal health is a high priority in my life. I believe that health is one of the most important things we ought to have. And then you say, do you eat right? No. Do you exercise? No. Do you get your proper rest? No. Do you take vitamins? No. Do you ever go for a checkup? No. It doesn't matter what you say. What counts are my actions. Real faith is more than just something you think. 2 Corinthians 5 says this, Anytime a person becomes a Christian, he becomes a new person inside. The old things have passed away. All things become new. Not overnight, but they are becoming new. Listen, if you grab onto a 220-volt wire, you're going to know it. I don't see how somebody as big as God can enter your life and you are not changed by it. James says flat out that if, if it doesn't change you, there's a question about whether or not he's really in your life. What can I see in my life that proves it? Jimmy Carter in his book, uh, Why Not the Best, said that one of the things that was a turning point in his life when somebody asked him this question, if you were arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? If you were arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? That's a question. How do you know you're a believer? Well, you'll see some changes in your life. Real faith always produces change. Real faith is not just something you say. It's not just something you feel. It's not just something you think. And it's not just something you believe. Hear me out. Verse 19 says, you believe that there is one God. Good! Even the demons believe that. And they shudder. There's a lot of people who have strong beliefs in God and the Bible and about Christ. They can recite creeds to you and catechisms and talk about doctrines of the Trinity and they can quote Bible verses. James says, big deal! Just saying I believe in God is not enough to get you to heaven. Even the devil believes that. The Bible says in Proverbs, the fool has said in his heart, there is not God. It's foolish to be an atheist, and the devil is no fool. Devil believes in God. Devil's a great theologian. He knows a lot more about the Bible than you do. He's been around a lot longer. He knows theology backwards and forwards. He believes. His demons believe, and they shudder. Why? Because the devil understands the majesty and the awesomeness of God. He believes in God and he trembles. The word in the Greek here means, the word believe in Greek means to trust in, to cling to, to rely on, to commit yourself completely. You know what? I believe in Hitler, but I'm not a Nazi. I'm a Christian because I believe in Jesus, but it's more than just head knowledge. See, a lot of people are going to miss heaven by 18 inches. They've got it in their head, 
but it's not in their heart. They say, I believe in God. James says, big deal. Everybody believes in God. How do you have a creation without a creator? But that's not enough. Real faith is not just saying, I believe. There's so much easy beliefism in America today. So if it's not just something you say or think or feel or believe, what is real faith? Guess what? Real faith is something that you do. In the next couple of verses, James gives two illustrations that say real faith is something you do. Faith is active. It's not passive. It's a commitment. Two illustrations of two very different people, Abraham and Rahab complete opposite extremes. Abraham's a man. Rahab's a woman. Abraham is Jewish. Rahab's a Gentile. Abraham's a patriarch. Rahab's a prostitute. Abraham is a somebody, and Rahab's a nobody. Abraham's a major character in the Bible. Rahab's this minor character. He uses these, this illustration to say it doesn't matter who you are as long as you've got the important thing. The only, th- the only thing they had in common was their faith in God and that their faith in God led them to action. Verse 20 says, You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did and the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God. How do we know it? Well, we saw it. He behaved in a way that his belief came out visibly and he goes on to say Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's friend. A lot of us know the story. It's the ultimate test where God asked Abraham to give up his own son, not only to give him up, but actually to sacrifice him and to be the one that that, that handled the knife. And, And this had nothing to do with salvation. Abraham was already a believer. 25 years earlier, God said, you're righteous. So he's not talking about being saved by his works. He's saying that this just shows how much you believe. And Abraham obeyed God, and it was immediate. He followed him. He took his son up. He did all the steps of faith. He cut the wood. He built the altar, and he was ready to sacrifice his own son. Abraham says to his son Isaac, as they're walking up the mountain, we, not I, we will return. He knew that God would provide somehow, even if it meant raising his son from the dead. The fact is, God did raise him from the dead, figuratively speaking. Abraham was about to sacrifice him, and God says, I was just, I was just testing to see what's most important in your life. It was an action. His works proved his faith. He held nothing back from God. And then James talks about Rahab. Stories in Joshua 2. It's the story of how a prostitute helped a couple of uh, spies when they were coming into Jericho. Rahab ends up in the family line of Jesus. She risked her life to save those men. 
2 Corinthians 13, 5 says this, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. It says to test, check it out, see if you're really a believer or not. So I come to you with a few questions. Am I really a Christian after all? In light of what James says, am I really a Christian? What changes can I point to in my life? Is my lifestyle any different from all the other unbelievers? So many people think it doesn't matter what you do as long as you believe. James says that's not true. He's not saying you work your way to heaven. He's not saying your works to deliver salvation. He's saying your works demonstrate your salvation. He's saying that if your faith doesn't work, what good is it? And then how do I know for sure? Well, you settle it in your mind. Maybe some of you have doubts, have had doubts, whether you're really a believer or not. You're a good person, gone to church, maybe you've known about Christ, you read your Bible, you had religion, you've gone to classes, but are you absolutely sure that if you died tonight, you'd go to heaven? The fact is, you can be sure. You do not have to leave here with any shadow of a doubt you can settle it right here. How do you do that? It goes back to Ephesians 2. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith created in Christ Jesus to do good works. God's grace. God reaches down. He says, I want you to know me. I want to have a relationship with you. That's grace. And you look up and you say, I want to know you, Lord. I want to be in a relationship with you. When God's grace, when God's hand of grace reaches down and your hand of faith reaches up, that's salvation. That's what it means to be a believer. Saved by grace through faith to do exactly what God has called you to do on this earth. He has a plan for you, you are not put here by accident. It is by grace you have been saved through faith, to, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. If we're not acting out our faith, then our faith is not real. Our faith is real by what we do. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your hand of grace that reaches down to us and desires to have a relationship with us. Father, help us each and every day, whether for the first time today or for the hundredth time, for us to reach up our hand of, of faith to you. Say, so, yes, Father, I want to know you more. I want to know and have a deeper relationship with you. Father, help us to live out our faith. Help, our, help us to have our faith that's visible, that others can see the, our fruit. 
the fruit of you working in us. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.